Welcome to the Improve 81 podcast. I'm Ken Slack, Interstate 81 Communications Coordinator for the Virginia Department of Transportation. Today we're focusing on arterial route improvements. Now these are projects off the interstate. We'll explain what that means and why they're important in just a moment. And we do have a full house here with us today. I'm joined by Dave Covington, I-81 Program Delivery Director, as well as traffic engineers from all three of the VDOT districts along the I-81 corridor. Going north to south, uh, we have Matt Bond from the Stanton District, Jennifer Robertson from the Salem District, and Brian Holt from the Bristol District. So Dave, let me start with you uh, and an overview, perhaps. Uh, what do we mean by arterial improvements, uh, sometimes called detour route improvements, and why are they important to the overall Improve 81 program? Well, arterial improvements are improvements to some of our primary routes that generally parallel the interstate system. We sometimes refer to them as detour routes because they obviously carry much more traffic when we do have incidents on the interstate. They're important for a number of reasons, but two real primary reasons. The first is that they keep traffic moving during an incident. So when we have an incident on the interstate and everybody's looking for another route to go to reach their destination in time, you know, they're going for these parallel routes and these improvements along the arterials will help, you know, more efficiently move traffic along those arterial routes, especially through, you know, small towns and cities. And number two, they'll help with, uh, help move traffic during the construction of some of our major interstate widening projects that are coming up in a few years. It's also important to remember that these improvements to these signal systems, these upgrades to, you know, smarter technology helps us to do other things as well. Like if we have a crash on the primary route, not necessarily on the interstate, but on the primary route where those signals are, it helps us to detour traffic. And, and also we can more closely monitor the performance of those signals and make some adjustments over time to really try to optimize that signal for everyday use, not just during incidents. So with this technology, we also can make adjustments to the signals as the conditions around them change. Say a, a new industry comes online or a new subdivision gets built out, you know, new, new commercial growth. So is it fair to say that uh, we also can make adjustments for, for day-to-day traffic? Yep, of course. We do our signal retimings uh, regularly on a multi-year basis, but those are often expensive and, and they're not as reactive to the day-to-day changes and even the month-to-month changes that we see. So this new technology will allow us to leverage the extra data we're getting and the real-time information to better adjust our signal timings in a more proactive way than our traditional signal equipment. Okay, so we'll go through district by district uh, and we'll start uh, with Brian in the Bristol district. Tell us about some of the projects planned there and, and how they'll benefit your part of the corridor. In the Bristol District, we have three projects set up to improve 64 signalized intersections. These improvements will be to VDOT signals and locality maintained signals in the city of Bristol, town of Abington, the town of Marion, and the town of Whiffle. In the Bristol District, the main detour route for I-81 is Route 11. Route 11 goes through the heart of downtown communities that stay busy throughout the day with local traffic such as Marion and Withful. These traffic signal upgrades will help to more efficiently move the existing traffic along with the interstate traffic when crashes occur. So Jennifer, how about uh, Salem District? Uh, What will some of these improvements mean in uh, your part of the 81 corridor? Um, Well, in Salem District, uh, the same thing. We're working on a lot of the 
signal improvements for routes that run parallel to ID1 for us, particularly along Route 11 and Route 460 corridors in the Roanoke Valley and the New River Valley. We have identified several detour routes for the 81 and will be improving these signals along these alternate routes. We've identified 82 signals that will be upgraded in Roanoke, Salem, Christiansburg, Radford, Dublin, and Pulaski. Like Dave said, a lot of these detour routes experience a lot of congestion already, especially during peak travel times. So when traffic is added from incidences occurring along the interstate, it can create gridlock in the area. But once these signals are upgraded, we can increase the green time temporarily on the detour routes, and this will help alleviate traffic on 81 and the parallel routes to keep the traffic moving. Okay. So Matt, how about the Stanton District? Uh, what's, what's planned there, and, and what will some of the benefits be? Yes, yeah, so just like Salem and uh, Bristol districts, we're doing a lot of signal improvements to try and uh, allow our traffic operations center to remotely monitor detour routes during uh, incidents on the interstate. Uh, hopefully, with, by doing that, they can adjust the signal timings and improve the traffic flow through those detour routes themselves. Similar to the Salem and Bristol district, Stanton is also doing a number of improvements at their traffic signals. We are improving, upgrading a lot of the traffic signal equipment at our signals to improve the ability for our operations center to remotely monitor and adjust the signals in real time based on the traffic conditions during the detour. However, we are also doing a number of other improvements as well. One of these is what we call geometric improvements. On Route 11 and other detour routes in our area, we're not designed and built for the number of vehicles and trucks that currently use them during incidents on the detour. So we often run into issues where vehicles such as trucks have trouble navigating a turn at an intersection leading to significant friction and delay at that intersection. So what we've identified is a number of locations that we can target with small improvements like shoulder or median widening to remove those pinch points and smooth out the detour traffic flow. Another type of improvement that we are also implementing under this program is installing a number of dynamic message signs at and along detour routes. These message signs will provide an extra traveler information, for example, to guide vehicles along the optimal detour route. So it gives folks a chance to sort of a preview of the conditions ahead of them and helps them make decisions before they commit to the interstate or, or stay on the primary route? That's right, and to not go onto other routes that are not designed for the detour traffic. Well, Dave, uh, all three of our traffic engineers have been talking about the signal upgrades and some of the other improvements as well. Give us a, let's, let's try a specific example of how they would work uh, during an incident on I-81. Yeah, and, and this is an, an interesting phenomenon. You know, we, we've migrated to uh, navigation apps. You know, most people just put into Google where they want to go, and if there's something that happens along the way, like an incident on the interstate, then the navigation app will tell them where to go. And naturally, that navigation app is going to say, hey, take this exit, and that's going to lead you to this arterial or a primary route, Route 11, Route 460, whatever that may be along the I-81 corridor, and it's going to tell everybody basically the same thing. So most people are trying to escape the interstate because there's an incident, there's a crash, and they're fearful they might be sitting in traffic for 15, 20 minutes, an hour, more, who knows. Um, so they're going to take the exit, get on the primary route, and the primary route may go through a town like Marion. Right. So the town has signals that, that don't have smart technology in them. So basically you have a set timing in, in all of this traffic that is now overloading the, the parallel route to 81, wherever you're at along the corridor, 
you know, you've all of a sudden got this massive influx of traffic with no change to the signal. And that includes signal systems, so along the entire route. Well, what the technology that we've talked about so far enables us to do is for our traffic operations center to very quickly go in and change the signal timing at those locations to give preference to the primary route. So for instance, Route 11. And what that does is it pushes that traffic through that corridor. There, there's a little disruption to you know local traffic that you know maybe coming off the side streets, but really is to keep that traffic moving because when traffic isn't moving, we have a higher probability of having secondary crashes, which has become a real problem for us on the on the parallel routes or the detour routes as we call them. And so you know these signal improvements not only keep traffic moving, but they enhance the safety. By, by reducing the number of secondary crashes that we see. So let's talk about numbers and, and schedule a bit. Uh, so how many individual projects we're talking about, uh, dollar values that uh, VDOT's investing in this, and, and when drivers might see the improvements? Uh, so let's start in the, in the Stanton District. Matt. Yeah, sure. We have a total of five different projects with a total budget of $9.6 We actually were able to already complete a project in... Rockbridge County along Route 11. A number of intersections were improved with some geometric modifications and we were able to accomplish that in an accelerated schedule due to our uh, usage of state forces to accomplish the work. The remaining work will be probably started construction in early 2022 and that can work for all five projects will continue through probably 2025 based on the current funding schedule. The, the upcoming projects are intended to address issues on detour routes in Stanton, Weir's Cave, Mount Crawford, Stephen City, and Winchester. All right, so uh, Jennifer, how about Salem District? Uh, well, in Salem District, we are currently working on six of the signal improvements in our area through our current regional on-call contractor. These six are located in Route 11 and Route 419, and we are expecting the work to be completed by the end of the year. Uh, the remaining 76 signals are going to be upgraded as part of two projects. One is for 26 signals in Roanoke and Salem area, and the other 50 are at various locations in Christiansburg, Radford, Pulaski, and Dublin. Uh, design is currently underway for both of these projects, and work is expected to begin in the summer of 2023 and completed in later in the year in the summer of 2024. Uh, one a, a major uh, component of the two projects that we're working with Roanoke and Salem and the New River Valley is um, being able to work with the localities. A lot of these signals are not currently owned by VDOT, so we need to have agreements with them. So when we are able to take over the signals, we're able to do that uh, seamlessly. So Brian, uh, same question for you in the Bristol District. In the Bristol District, we have three projects in the uh, the value of these projects is roughly $9 million. Uh, the improvements to the VDOT signals are currently under construction. The improvements to the City of Bristol and the Town of Withville will go to advertisement in spring of 2022. And the uh, improvements to the Town of Abington and the Town of Marion will go to advertisement in the summer of 2022. And Ken, I'd like to add something before we move on. I, I think it's really important that people understand that, you know, 
somebody might be asking, well, why is it taking so long to deliver signal improvements? And I, I think that that question has been answered here today is a lot of these signals are owned by localities that, you know, we have to develop those memorandums of agreement with the localities because they continue to own the signal system. But we also have to, you know, offer training because they've most of them have not dealt with these types of smart signals before so they can perform maintenance so there, there's a lot that's going on behind the scenes that has to happen before we can just go out and do this construction because we don't want to turn something over to a town or a city that that they're not comfortable with so i think it's just an important part uh, of this project to understand a couple of you use that term construction, which might sound a little odd when you're thinking about traffic signals, but there is a fair amount of hardware that needs to be you know, replaced and upgraded and updated. And so making these improvements is not as simple as going, you know, flipping open a laptop computer and, and reprogramming something. So there's a whole lot of work to come, but uh, it does sound like a lot of this is, is either happening now or within just the next couple of years. So I do have a follow-up question for each of you because as we have spoken in previous podcasts about improvements on the main line, Interstate 81, we try to give folks an idea of what you know traffic might be like during construction. So the same thing applies here as we make these signal upgrades and other uh, arterial improvements. So to each of you, um, what can folks expect during the um, arterial improvements? Drivers can expect to see temporary lane closures uh, while the crews are working overhead. However, a majority of the work will take place on the shoulder of the road, which will have minimal impacts to the traffic. Um, one thing we do want to ask, though, is if uh, drivers do see a work zone, just please slow down and use caution. Any differences in Salem and Stanton? Uh, I wouldn't say any differences. Obviously, be cautious through work zones, but we will probably have to deactivate the signals um, temporarily while work is being done, but most of that work is going to be coordinated with local police, and the work will be done outside peak travel times, so hopefully it won't have a, a ton of impact to the traffic. Yep, same in Stanton District as well. The only thing I'd add is that a large number of this work is going to take place inside the traffic signal cabinets, so you guys may not even see much of a difference for a lot of the work we're doing. So if you do see the uh, the, the flashing lights, and uh, we, we get help from the flashing blue light from time to time at these intersections, uh, please be cautious. Uh, as Brian mentioned, you know, some of the work may be taking place, and these folks are in a bucket truck, and they're exposed out there in these intersections. So please be cautious uh, as you approach these work zones. So. Wrapping this up, um, Improve 81 has always been more than uh, just capital improvements. Uh, from day one when we started planning this, uh, we've, we've talked about uh, not just adding lanes to the interstate or upgrading interchanges, but uh, operational improvements are a vital part of this program, partly because they provide, as I've heard you say before, Dave, a, a lot of bang for the buck. Um, so how do all these, these kinds of improvements, uh, not just the signal upgrades and arterial improvements, but all these operational improvements work together? Yeah, so if you've watched some of our videos or listened to our podcasts in, in the past, there's there's a consistent theme behind it, and that's the, the word system. You know, th this is all a system. The, the I-81 Corridor Improvement Program consists of a diverse array of projects, different types of projects that all work together to contribute to the end goal, and that's three things. Well, the end goal is really improving the quality of life of Virginians and how do we do that? We enhance the reliability of the interstate system by enhancing safety 
reducing congestion and providing additional opportunity for economic development. And I think that these operational projects, while they are a good bang for the buck, um, they, they are very important to the longevity of our interstate system. And that includes our parallel routes where most of this work is occurring. Um, one of the things that, that I think is, is important, you know, we've got our capital improvement projects, which is, you know, generally kind of our bigger dollar projects, um, you know, the, the corridor lane widening projects. We've, we talked about multimodal projects that give people different options on, on how they travel. So our capital projects generally enhance the capacity of the interstate system. The multimodal projects will give people options to potentially reduce the number of vehicles, especially trucks that, that are on the interstate. And then re really wrapping it all up is the operational projects that you know, really provide that support with regard to the signals and the arterial improvement projects you know, on, on the primary route to support the interstate. But we have a whole host of operational projects directly on the interstate. You know, Matt mentioned the digital message signs earlier that provide information to motorists and our flashing uh, Chevron signs at some of our challenging curves or enhanced uh, SSP. So all of these things work together to that final goal of enhancing the quality of life of Virginians through transportation improvements. And one thing I appreciate also about the operational improvements we've made, I mean, the I-81 corridor improvement program was approved in 2019, and the same year we had some projects already in place, uh, some completed, and, uh, you know, from uh, upgrading our safety service patrol uh, capability to uh, the flashing chevrons you mentioned to, uh, you know, the TRIP program that uh, you know, does uh, an acceleration of removing tractor trailers during incidents and uh, all of these things we've seen already happen we're already in the construction phase now and so folks can start seeing improvements uh you know not just years into the future but right now along the i-81 corridor so yeah it, it was really important to get those projects out of the gate really quickly and provide some relief um, taxpayers are paying for these projects now and and we want some early improvements to enhance your travel experience on, on I-81. So we've seen a lot of improvements uh, as a result of the towing and recovery incentive program. We've seen much faster recognition of when we do have incidents through the, the expansion of the safety service patrol. So you know, I think those things combined provide some relief and then the big relief is coming with the additional capacity with the capital projects and some of these operational projects that really will help keep Virginia moving. And that's the goal. So keep from Virginia moving. Dave, Brian, Jennifer, and Matt, I'd like to thank all of you for uh, sharing your thoughts and insights with us. And also thank you to our listeners for joining this episode of the Improve 81 podcast. And we wish you safe travels.